Welcome to the FootballCoachesCorner.com podcast, where football coaches come to collaborate. Today's podcast, we have a special guest uh, who many of you may know already, and that's uh, North Surrey head football coach Patrick Taylor. Coach Taylor, welcome to the show. Uh, man, I appreciate you having me on. This is an honor. Well, we are we're fired up. You know, we have not done a, uh, a podcast like this yet with an interview. And I'll go ahead and tell you this right now: you were first on our list, and we're we're excited to have you on during this time. So, uh, Coach Taylor, I'm, I know a lot of guys know you already uh, just from you know podcasts you've been on before, and uh, you're obviously very active on Twitter and and on Coach Two. But uh, for those guys who don't know you, give us a little bit of a uh, a bio and maybe some background. Okay, um, I'm originally from Macon, Georgia, and uh, I started my coaching career there um, and uh, had some success and was able, of course, to run the air raid back then and and uh, moved to North Carolina in 2008 um, and spent a couple of years at Northwood High School and then transferred over to North Surrey um, in 2010, uh, Coach Brian Hampton, that's the head coach at North Surrey, hired me. I mean, at Ash County now, I was the head coach at North Surrey, and, and he and I got together. And um, I've been there up until uh, this past year. I became the head football coach and uh, really love it here and, and, and love living here in the foothills and uh, coaching at a school that values. I have an administration that really values athletics and the student athlete, and that makes the job so much easier. I think uh, you know for the for us of us who've coached uh, or those of us who've coached before, I think the uh, the support from administration and their, your community is a big deal, uh, especially at Now Drew Piscopo, I guess, is uh, a lot of people know him too. So that's a uh, there's a little connection between you and him, but that comes from uh, uh, from Coach Hampton, I guess. Is that right? That's right, uh, Coach Hampton. Um, you know, like I said, hired me, and we kicked around there right when he was at North Surrey, but. Um, we kind of went into a, a hurry-up spread his last year there before going to Ash and, and uh, scored a lot of points. I was on the defensive side of the ball. I was his defensive coordinator and, uh, you know, had a lot of fun. And then uh, he got up there at Ash, and uh, Drew came on his staff two or three years into his, his regime there. And, uh, man, they hit the ground running and piled up a bunch of yards uh, in, in the air raid also, and they do a tremendous, tremendous job. Now, let me ask you this kind of off-topic, but, being a defensive coordinator against some of that stuff, did it kind of make you think, hey, if I get a, a chance to be a head coach, this air raid is uh, really something I'm going to I'm gonna get involved in and get into and put a lot of thought into it? Yeah, it was. You know, from running it from running it in, in the mid-early 2000s there, 2005, 2006, 2007, in Georgia, you know, it was, it was easy. I don't say it was easier to do. It was an easier sale. Uh, everybody had speed and, and you could find you could find the guys to play it and, and what people typically think about the offense that you need. And moving up here, I, I remember I, I faced them in the first game of the season, their first game in the air raid, and uh, we forced six picks in that game. But um, and I was still on the defensive side of the ball. We forced, I'm sorry, we 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 forced four picks, and um, and I think they beat us by 12 points. And you know, I walked off the field. Going, you know, I've been doubting that you could do this up here, um, and I'm sitting here watching them do it. And, and I was, you know, coaching against them was not fun because at the end of the day, we felt like, 
when we walked and shook hands, we were like, well, where are we going to go eat or something like that? Because it wasn't, you know, you know, you're, you're in tune for 48 minutes, but at the end of the game, you're like, you know what? Let's not even, let's not even do this anymore. But, you know, seeing them do that and go into that first season, it actually re-energized me. And I was like, I'm, I'm on defense out of necessity. And, um, at the time, but we had grown a lot of coaches and I went to our head coach at that point in time and said, you know, my passion is offense. I've ran this offense before. I know we can do it at North Surrey, and we loaded the wagon in 2015. It's been history, but it did. You know, long and short answer question to watch them do it, it, it actually reignited my belief in, you know what, we can do this with the guys that we have year in and year out and be successful in it. Well, and, that, and, and like you said, walk off the field, and you, you've, had, you've created four turnovers, and they still have success in beach. It's probably a little easier to – talk your head coach into saying, hey, man, we we might need to give this a look. So, you know. Yes. I mean, they they literally, they ran me off the field there. And, you know, it, it actually came down to a big play. And, and they threw a tailback screen to seal the game. And um, and I was like, you know, that's that's the whole idea of the offense is just keep going, keep going. Things, good things are going to happen. And, and don't let the bad. And hats off to Drew and those guys. They did not shy down. And they were early interceptions, you know. And. They didn't shy down, and they kept coming, and I was like, this is, you know, the game's not over when you're facing that offense until the clock, you know, the whistle blows. So um, I mean, that, I was think, a, I think, that was fun. I think we're all excited to uh, see what Mike Leach does now. I think, uh, you know, I, I know I am, and uh, I've, just from talking to you over the past couple of years, I've gotten a lot more into the air raid and trying to follow it and look at it a little bit more and read a couple of Leach's books that, that you recommended and uh, – you know, just I think it's going to be a really, really interesting uh, to see that style of football uh, played, you know, in the SEC. I think it's going to be interesting, and I'm excited to see it. It, it, it. The SEC West just got just got tough because with him and Lane Kiffin over there now, it's 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 going to be defenses are going to have to get creative. I mean, they're going and he's going to be able to recruit some kids that really he may have never been able to recruit in his career and that's no scary, doubt you know? no doubt it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see that type of athlete in that system you know because he's had success wherever he's been so i think that's going to be going to be pretty interesting to watch so yeah. all right uh let's change gears a little bit you talked a little bit earlier about uh you know being a head coach in uh in georgia and then now with your this being your first year uh as the head coach um uh, at North Surrey, talk talk to us about a little, uh, you know, maybe you, you some do's and don'ts that you've learned, or maybe uh, how the game has changed, or how the kids have changed a little bit between your first head coaching job and this one. I, I think I was twenty, I was twenty five when I got my first head coaching job, and you're never ready. Uh, I, I say that because it is a, it's a different chair to sit in, and Amen. at twenty five, at, at twenty five, you're sitting there and you're going well. How do I get to, you know, in 40 years, am I going to have 300 wins? And, you know, every coach does that, you know, because oh, yeah. the, the, the great coaches in high school and college, I mean, that's how they're measured. And, and as a young coach, you sit there and do that. And and I think I think as a looking back at the 25-year-old versus the 41-year-old now, I think I see the difference in being a head coach. It's really about It's really about serving your assistant coaches and giving them opportunities to grow and get better and helping them in any way and really serving people more so that at 25 it was more of a it was more of an about me instead of really um even if it wasn't 
it is inadvertently, it, I was thinking more about my career versus the guys in the room with me and, right. and, and, you know, getting their input now. One of the things that, that, you know, this year at North Surrey, getting back in that seat, those guys that are around the table with me, they started, we've all been together at least nine years, some of us 10, and they all started with me as as their either coordinator that they worked under or some or some capacity and you know i turned the offensive play calling over to my uh, offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach tanner hyatt who came on with us and has been my quarterbacks coach since we started there at north surrey and to watch him you know that was a great fulfillment to watch him uh, orchestrate the offense to over five thousand yards in 11 games and and to see him grow and, and, and mature and, and Coach Tucker, our defensive coordinator, see him come from a first-year teacher to a defensive coordinator. And and we've got two former uh, players on staff that are uh, position coaches and watch them grow. It it just – I think that's the most important thing now to me is I want to be held accountable by how did I let my assistant coaches grow? How did I let them input them? How did I foster them? How did I help them? You know, and, and how did I serve the community, the kids, and so on and so forth. I think now, looking back, the wins and the championships and everything we want will come if you continually do those things. I, I, I totally agree. You know, we talk about that all the time on our staff. You know, uh, I've got some guys on my staff that are going to be just outstanding head coaches, you know, down the road and probably could be now. And, you know, when the time is right, they'll do a great job. But like you said, I – uh, later in my career, the, the further along I get, I want to watch those guys grow. I want to see those guys develop. And I think, you know, you mentioned the word, uh, you know, serving your community and the relationships. I think, I think, you know, I got my first head job when I was 31, and I was the same way you were talking about. I was going out execute everybody. We were going, you know, we were going outwork everybody from from start to finish. And, and I think the older you get, maybe the more mature you get, you realize mm-hmm. that. It's about a little bit more than just the the X and O part of it. It's about bringing those guys in and and letting them, you know, put their spin on and do what they can do for your program, and let them create the relationships with the kids and the community because you know you want to be successful. And uh, you know, I don't think I, I'm not going to have you know a, a coaching tree legacy or anything like that. But I think it's going to be nice one day to be able to, uh, you know, after I retire to go back and watch some of my guys coach. And, uh, you know, just some of the things that they – hopefully the good things they picked up from me, and obviously they're going to learn some bad things from me too, and, you know, that'll learn. But I think, uh, I think that's the, the thing that a lot of people don't understand about the, the head coaching job is it's more of a, you know, managing. I mean, you're like me. We're going to be involved. We want to be involved in what's going on, you know, on yeah. the field. Uh, but I, 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 I truly believe it. I think that's great advice for anybody who wants to be, you know, wants to be a head coach. So. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're fine. And, and, and I and I think that like what you said, like for me, you know, it's like you, you know, a lot of people look well. You're you're letting go of some things, and, and you don't have the reins on it. But you know, the thing about it is, like Coach Hyatt would look at me, and I told him when he took over this offense, I said, "This offense is yours," and you know, and we both know what we want to run and do, but call with convi- call those plays with conviction. And, and, and have the answers. And, you know, I'll be there to help and, and make suggestions, but I want you to have those, that conviction of why you're calling something 
and be confident in it. And that, to me, is a, like you said, as a coach, looking back as we mature, I don't, I don't care who gets the credit or anything like that. I just, at the end of the day, want us to put – I don't have all the answers, but if there's eight guys right. around the table and we can come to the answer, then we're going to be a lot better off than the 25-year-old I was. That I'm, I mean, I just handed people sheets and said, this is what we're going to do today, and da 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 and there wasn't a whole lot of input. <laughs> and that, and that, was, that, was the way, that was the way I'd done it. But, you know, like you said, with maturity and things, it changes, and, and I just – I enjoy it. I enjoy head coaching now a lot more. Than I did at 25 yeah. because of that. Well, I, you know, not to, to to get back to my story just for a minute though, but I, you know, I did it for quite a few years and then got out and got back and got into administration for a couple of years. But I think those two years out were able. I was able to sit back and say, okay, hold on a minute. Now, if I ever get a chance to do this, this is the way I'm going to do it. And it's exactly mm-hmm. what you're talking about. Involve everybody who's in it. And at the end of the day, I, I'll answer to the paper and I'll say, hey. We got beat, or I called this, or I did this. You know, that, that's, mm-hmm. I think that's part of a job as a, of a head coach. You know, you give mm-hmm. – I kid with my kids in class all the time and say a head coach is like the president. You know, uh, when 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 something bad happens, the president's picture is going to be on the front of the paper, which is going to be the head coach, you know. And yep. then when something good happens, it's going to be a picture of one of your kids scoring a touchdown, which is the way it should be. I mean, I, I think yep. that's – when you understand that, I think it makes things – uh, a whole lot easier, uh, you know, to coach and uh, to interact with your with your assistants, and knowing that that your if your assistants do well enough, you, you might lose one. And I think you know, I think that's okay. Uh, you know, you got to be willing to do that. Mm-hmm. All right, you and I've talked a little bit about. Uh, you know, everybody thinks the air raid is all about throwing the football nonstop. So let's 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 uh, debunk that myth and tell me. Uh, What's your favorite running play, and tell us why. Uh, my favorite running play is uh, it's, it's GT counter. Um, uh, amen. I, there you I, go. <laughs> I think because um, one, you can run it. You know, using an H back, a, a true attached tight end. You can run it out of single back, ten personnel. Um, you can RPO off of it. Um, you know, and getting into the RPO side of it, you know, a lot of people worry about where you're pulling both guys out the front side. How are you protecting the quarterback? But it kind of gets back to my old wing T days where you, you run power and you would run sweep and then you would come back with the counter crisscross or, you know, vice versa. And, and it's, you know, it's a split, it turns into a true split flow play even out of one back and you're putting those linebackers in a bad situation because everything they're being taught is being broken if you throw it out the backside real quick. But for us, if it's, you know, over the past five years, I guess four seasons in the raid, you know, we've been able to, we've, this is the first year we haven't had 2000 yards uh, rushing in the, in the offense. And, and, you know, we even tried this year, we didn't install counter until, maybe the fourth game of the season and we did it out of necessity because we were getting so many five man boxes. And right. no matter if we you know, no matter if we were empty or or had the tail back in the backfield, we were getting a five man box and you know, that that double pull by that lineman, you know, if you if they log it, you know, it turns into sweep. If you get the kick and pull then it turns into the true counterplay. It's just if it's third and one or 
you know, second and six, that's probably the first play call I'm going to call. And, you know, when you add the tight end, the H back into it, you can flare him out and run a counter seal with him pulling and, and leave the tackle and just pull him with a guard. You can pull both of them and send the butt sniffer out the back door. It's just, for us, it has been the staple of our run game, even this year. And if you, if you run Q counter, you, you know, with a six man box, you've got oh, everybody yeah. blocked. And, yeah. you know, you, you get back to like the I formation counter where you just got everybody blocked. And, you know, if you, if you make your box, you're going to make hay and, that's one of the things that I love about that play is that, you know, a gap scheme, I think no matter your talent level, a gap scheme is something that every lineman, despite their size, can run. And you can yeah, be you got angles. Surely you got, you, you got you, great angles. You got angles. Yep, yep. Yeah, I agree. So anybody, who's, anybody who's played us knows that, that uh, you know, it's kind of, I guess it's kind of a running joke that we're going we're gonna to run counter. I mean, that's just uh, – I'm. I feel the same way you do because it's, you know, everybody says inside zone has answers. Everybody says this, but, but counter is truly a, like you said, gap down backer play and everybody's got their assignments and you can move your front. You can change your front. You can do whatever you want to. And we still have a way to figure out, you know, like you said, with, with leaving the tackle home, pulling that, pulling the H, uh, there's just so many different variations, but it's all the same stuff for your kids up front which is very important to me. And probably like you, we get five techniques that that are slamming it down and making us climb it and log it and and get around. But, you know, and they they play it because they know it's coming. They just absolutely just try to destroy it, turn it up inside. But some of our big plays come from when we climb the hump. And it basically – for all intents and purposes, turns into like a buck sweep or green bay sweep play. Exactly. You still got those those guys blocked because they're squeezing down so hard, and your 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 log block doesn't have to be as physical like a kick out. And so now you're exactly right. You've got that lead blocker coming out the front, and uh, you know they've been taught all week. You know, get over the top. You're talking about RPO and off of it. You know, I, I think it's interesting just to go to clinics and listen to people talk now about linebacker reads because you know does, does the linebackers read guards? Do they read the triangle? Do they read you know, quarterback ball up, ball down. You know, I think the the reads are changing and they're having to change because of some of the things that are coming off of the, you know, the run game. Exactly. And, and, the, and the great thing about counter, I think it's really been our, our bell cow run play, is, you know, we, we run inside zone too. But the difference is, is that, you know, if somebody gets in an odd front, you have to have a lot of answers for inside zone, you know. And yeah. you have to, I mean, we could all draw it up and make it look good, but, if they stem and move that front, you know, it, it does change the the blocking scheme and your lineman has to be a lot more they have to react a whole lot quicker and there has to be more answers. Whereas if you gap down and pull it, well, you know, it really I don't care if you're in an odd or even front, you know, it's you know, that's it doesn't gonna change our rules. Right. Um, we're still gonna step through the same rules and run the play and you know, it it just depends on how they play it on the kick on whether it's gonna go in or out. So that's right. You're, you're I think that's why it's been so good for us. Yeah. yeah, I mean in inside zone, you know, you've got defenses now that are trying to do all kinds of the tight fronts becoming a, a big deal now with trying to take away the B gaps in the inside zone, which I mean and, and to be truthful, like you said, you can sit there and draw it on the board all day and say, Okay, I'm gonna double fold this or I'm going to do whatever I, you know, do all these different things. But at the end of the day, you got to get it done. And with a yeah. counterplay, it's just so much, 
it's it's more of uh, I guess you would say uh, assignment football, but I think it's repetitive. It's repetitive for your kids, which makes it better. That's exactly that's that's us, you know, and that lets us be you know a lot more comfortable in high stress situations to execute um, if we're comfortable doing it, no matter what. Well, and I and I've seen you know you and I've sat down and talked multiple times. You talk about a running game. I think you know anytime you can say somebody's air raid or somebody's running shoot or whatever they are, but you get a five man box. I mean, you want you want to to make them pay for doing that. You know, that's what you want to do as a head coach. And, and I think that's where the offense has really evolved is because if you go back, those guys were coaching at schools against defenses that they weren't going to make a living running the football with, with one, what they had, and two, with what they were playing against. And now you look at Oklahoma, how many variations they run a counter, how many oh. variations they run a counter in, in every run game, every run play in the, in the playbook. And, you know, Lincoln Riley is, is, I mean, he cut his teeth in the area, but he's made it that run game to go with it that keeps you honest and got back to using H-backs and tight ends. Um, and you're seeing more and more of that in the offense. And I think that, you know, he's at a place at Oklahoma now that they can recruit those guys. And exactly. um, yeah. I, I think that that's one of the beauty of it is that I want to attack the perimeter and and layer the middle with our passing game. But when I want to run the football, I want to run it right at the heart of that defense and and see see what they're made of. You know, we right. can take away the perimeter and stuff. <laughs> exactly, you take away their soul, and and that's the that's the beauty of it. And I think why we have been so successful at it is we've been able to throw the ball on the perimeter and and short and quick. And those linebackers are flying out, and they're trying to figure out, like you said about the read. Well, do we? You know, are we half players where we're really having to worry about the pass and we sneak the run in? And this is the first season that we haven't ran the ball more than we threw it. And what I love about the offense is, is that that's the way we were built this year. We had to throw it more, and we were comfortable doing that. Next year, we'll right. probably run it more, and we're comfortable doing that, and we don't have to retool everything. That's that's the key about it. I think is the flexibility, and you're exactly right. I, I got the book. Uh, I can't remember exactly what book it was, but the one that basically broke down all the plays for Oklahoma. And like you said, it was so interesting to see the the inside zone, the outside zone, but all the different formations, all the different looks, all the different motions. Then when you get in the counter, you're talking about counter with the H, you know, counter with a Z coming in, counter uh, – they ran counter bash. I mean, just so many different things. And I think Lincoln Riley's really opened up a lot of people's eyes to a an air raid passing game with a physical downhill run game. So I think that's uh, – I, I always watch Oklahoma play now. I love watching them play. Yeah, it's, it's been great. And I'm glad that – I'm glad that it's evolved. Um, and I think – I really think that you might see a little bit more of that at Mississippi State. Yeah. I do. Yes. Look up. Like you said, because he can recruit those kind of guys. He can get yep. those tight end H-back guys in there that can also go out in the slot and can go catch passes and do those types of things. And those kids are hard to find, you know. They are. So, yeah. All right, let's switch gears a little bit to our uh, to your pass. I know the the one play that, that, that you and I have talked about a lot and that you and Coach Brown and guys on my staff talked about is six. And uh, talk a little bit about six and the uh, the tags that you use with that play. It, 
it's a it's a play that you know is a staple in the air raid, and you know it's it's four verticals, and, and some offenses will call it Seattle and some other stuff, and and it's in every offense. Um, but when we got to North Surrey, we we didn't we're not early on we were not blessed with a ton of speed. Uh, we had guys that could catch a ball, and you know um, most times in defenses we get people are going to say, well, you're not going to take the top off the coverage, and we had a quarterback that was a converted wide receiver that we were going to start as a first-year quarterback as a junior. And um, we kind of had to see how much he could run in the offense and and what he could handle. And we kind of stumbled upon how we kind of do it in a way um, inadvertently. And, you know, we our biggest thing is is we always tell the quarterback, take what, take, take what they're giving you and never pass up an open receiver. No matter what, don't pass him up. You know, don't get right. greedy. And um, we use this play, um, you know, I really don't know. I don't know why we don't, we don't uh, just have this as our complete quick game because it, it morphs into just every, every call you can make. And we came up with a tag system and, and so on and so forth, but we use it to create a high-low strain, like a curl flat or a smash strain on a defender. Um, and we start off by asking the receivers, you know, we'll line them up and and we'll put trash cans or, or people out, uh, other players out, and we'll say, you know, um, walk to your open, and I'll tell the quarterback when, are you, uh, you know, who's open now, throw them the ball. And they have rules, you know, about um, if you know if they're six plus yards off then why would you run a vertical um you know and if they're going to bail right now or if they're put more than that you know we're not going to get on top of them based on the time of the route and and the release of the football we're, we're just not and so getting back to that rule we're able to we're able to tag things that um keep safeties honest and gives us a shot play without having to practice shot play um, right. It's a play, you know, it's a play that um, for us, we're able to create space and create grass um, against man coverage um, that that helps us out. And more importantly, it allows us in the middle of a game, if they're showing us something that we haven't seen or our quarterback is a little is a, is a little confused and, and so on and so forth, we can get back into a rhythm and and take advantage of what the defense is trying to disguise. And, you know, I, I go back to a game earlier this year um, when we broke Chris Leach's record, uh, Chris Leach's record, North Carolina record. We had 591 yards um, through the air. And I, I look at it now, and we went back and watched that film. I think out of like the 56 snaps that we had, 42 of them were the six play. And – and it was a shootout game, and and we we had to throw it, and and they scored, and we scored, and it was just one of those games. But uh, I I kind of look at it, and we go from empty to trips to two by two. The rules don't change. We can get matchups and tag. Um, all the quick game that I had as a twenty five year old, you know, slant flat, curl flat, all the quick games right. we've all had all these years. I used to practice it every day, and then I might not even use it in the game, so I was killing reps, you know, on stuff yeah. that I wasn't going to use. Yeah. And we took this six play and we've morphed it. And now, you know, what we ran last week, the defensive coordinator's typing it in in huddle. Well, and he's going to try to defend that. Well, you just opened up another tag for us that we'll see in the game. 
And we end up, it helps us with a small menu of plays, create a huge, give us the appearance that there's a huge notebook of stuff. And, you know, we always talk about ch- don't chase ghosts. You know, if if it's on film, you know, it's not a ghost. You better, it, right, you better chase it. <laughs> you know, yeah. but it might be it might be next week because we might not use it because of the way the defense is aligned. And, you know, we've created a walkthrough drill that you do with it and to, to teach it, but they think it's a really labor-intensive process. We don't – I love the run-and-shoot, and, and there's nothing wrong, but it's really not run-and-shoot principles um, because we don't option the route down the field. Right. It's really it's really a pre-snap it's really a pre-snap option, um, more so, so like depth, than a depth and leverage. Depth and leverage more so yeah, than it yeah. is a stem off of off of what the safety or the linebackers are doing, and um, the kids get great with it and they're comfortable with it. And to be honest with you, when it's a tough time in a ball game, we got to have a score or we got to have a big play. That's what North Surrey's going to call. You know, it's counter yeah. and six, and it's one of those two plays. And what's crazy about it, and why you say that as a coach, we second guess ourselves all the time. I think since 2015, we have like a 69% completion percentage on the play. And well, if you, you know, feel, if you can feel good about that, I mean, that's that's the, you know, that's what you want. You want that play. Everybody wants that play that they go into the huddle look, and look at the kids and say, "Okay, guys, it's third and seven. What do you want?" Well, you know yep. what they want. Because they've done it yep. so much, yeah. And, you know, and, we, and that's we used a, to have a. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And, and that's exactly. You know, that's why I guess it's become our go-to. Yeah. <laughs> well, we used to we used to have what we called a choice route. It was kind of funny. You know, it was just a two by two and your outside guys, and we we're doing everything based on leverage. And it's funny that you say because you know we say guys, if the guy's off, take a hitch. The guys in your face, you're gonna run a fade. If the guy's outside mm-hmm. leverage, you're gonna run a slant. That's it. But you'd be it, – it's so crazy how many times, you know, the kid would get a guy off to give him a hitch, and he's wanting fade, fade, fade. Mm-hmm. And it's like, guys, it, this is a pickup game. And that's the way you explained it to us that day you came down. It's a pickup game. Walk until you get open and then stop. And that's, yeah. you know, that's the whole concept. And like you said, you're, I, I truly believe you're right. You could, you could make this into your quick game and say this is what we're going to do. And now you're not into reading coverages as much as you're just reading players and space. You know, and and I, I think that's I think that's and I do think there's some merit in reading coverage. I do. There's some people that teach it, and and uh, you know I think there is a lot of merit to it. But with the time that we have with quarterbacks at North Surrey and stuff, I just was like, you know, we don't know what we're going to see week to week, and for us. You know, I can have five minutes with him on the sideline and try to get it switched out and figured out, but I want him pulling the trigger and reacting. And it just, you know, a lot of people, we number our receivers from left to right, one to five, you know, counting the back is five. And we just can tag them in there. And, you know, if we want to run smash, it's, it's two quick signals, and we're running smash, and we might not practice smash all week, but the hitch and the corners in our base offense, so we're not asking kids to do something they don't know how to do. And our quarterback knows how to throw the corner concept, which is basically, for all intents and purposes, the same thing. And, you know, we can we can take a shot without having to practice that shot play anymore that that we may or may not run, you know. And that's the thing that, like you said, is that it's become so much of a second-nature play to us that 
our kids love it because they know they're going to get the ball. And in our offense, with not being able to go vertical on people, even in press man, when we were able to go vertical in press man, we talk about the 50-50 ball. For us at that point in time, it was not a 50-50 ball. Um, right. But if I shallow a kid, you know, I can get I can get that defender chasing plus linebackers collapsing down. Well, now I just I opened up the over route, which I got now from one hash to the sideline to meet. And that was one of the things that, that I kind of love about it is that we can manipulate defenders to create space where we can't do it with speed. And, right. like you, know, you said, that 50-50 ball now becomes a 68-69% pass. And I think that my my I think my my offense coordinator broke it down the other day, and he talked about this year we were able to go a little bit more vertical, and he said you know the fifty fifty ball that everybody talks about we completed it like fifty eight percent, and yeah. you know I think that goes back to the drill to do, but also because we run that we run that route so much that we get used to it, and it's you know our kids are confident now that if we get pressed, well if we can get over the top, we're just going to let it fly. And we'll take our chance on catching that ball and scoring. And that's that's yeah. been the beauty of that concept for us has been, you know, for other air raid guys that do a great job with mesh and other stuff, uh, you can't take counter or six out of our playbook, you know, because our kids yeah. would, our kids would, you know, it'd be like taking a bottle or pacifier away from a baby. You know, there's going to be some crying going on. There's going to be some sleepbacks for that. Some sleepless yeah. nights on that one, buddy. So I think, you know, I, I think it's interesting that you, that you, you know, you talk about that because it's, uh, like you said, the comfort. I, I, the, the older and older I get, I guess I, I want to walk in the huddle and I want to say, guys, it's, it's the fourth quarter. It's third and two or it's fourth and two. We got to have two yards. What do you want? And I think by, like you said, by having that counterplay to go to, you know what they want. And then by having six to go to, now you know something else that they want that they all feel comfortable with. And at the end of the night, you can lay your head down and say, this is what we, we came here with. This is our best play. This is what we're going to do. And this is, you know, this is the time to do it. So I think that's, uh, that, that's important for kids too, is to know that, that situational stuff, be able to practice that too. Yeah, it, it definitely is, and that, that makes it so much more exciting when the kids, like you said, when they're confident and they want it, well, then you know that there's a higher probability that it's going to be successful. Yeah, that's half the battle, I think, is getting the kids to believe in something. And what I, I, I can't tell you how many times I walked into the uh, huddle and said, all right, guys, what play do you want to run? Knowing, knowing in my heart, I want to hear these guys say counter. <laughs> you know, I yeah. want them to say that. And then when they say it, I guess it just makes me feel better because I'm like, well, they believe in it. I know I believe in it. So, you know, let's go and let's, uh, let's see what happens. So, yeah. yeah. Well, as we wind up, uh, our, our, uh, our podcast tonight, uh, anything, any, anything you want to, uh, to talk about specific? I know you got some things that are going on coach tube and, uh, uh, big Twitter. So I think if, uh, maybe you want to give your Twitter handle and guys to reach out to you. Yeah, um, I, you know, I, I got some videos on Coach Tube, um, that you can find under my name. And, uh, you know, I got some, I got some website articles at coachpatricktaylor.com that you can go and read. I try to write articles, uh, on coaching and some stuff in the air raid. And, you know, I did some stuff on the old run and shoot just as a, you know, I, I'm a football junkie. I like to read books. It's how to print and, you know, get some ideas because we're not doing anything new. We're just reinventing the wheel. A lot of stuff we're doing now, but, um, my Twitter handle is, is at Patrick, uh, underscore Taylor four. 
And um, uh, the one thing I want to tell the coaches out there is if there's any questions or anything you have, just uh, shoot me a message or DM on there, and, and we'll get on the phone. However, I'll answer any question you got and, and show you uh, anything um, I got because I learned it from somebody else and so forth. But I think the biggest thing that's great about this is, you know, you and and and, and Coach Brown and Coach Creason, those they're y'all are a group of guys that, that are doing a great thing for coaches. Um, um, with the podcast and the articles and the things you guys are posting on Twitter that create conversation and and allow us a, a place to to learn and collaborate and network and so on and so forth. And, you know, you guys opened your doors to me and allowed me to ask questions and so on and so forth. And I know I reached out to you when I was interviewing for the head coaching job for advice and, and things that you do in your program. And, and I think that's important for our for our you know, our business and, and our positions is that, you know, finding finding people you can you can call and lean on and, and, and ask advice and and is very important, you know, especially for a young coach out there, but even for veteran coaches and it's just a big thing and, and with y'all doing this, it's you know, you're you're doing it for the right reasons and and that's refreshing. But, you know, as many coaches as you guys are reaching out to, it's it's amazing and, and very appreciative, you know, that that we have that tool that we can lean on and look at. Yeah, well, and I mean, you know, you and I talked when we came down the first time I met, and it's, you know, we want we want this to be something where, like you said, everything we got in coaching, we got from somewhere. You know, I want to give I, I, I'm going to give something back to somebody else and try to help them out as much as possible. And uh, you know, the guys on my staff obviously do a great job of that too. But you know, we want to. Talk, sit down and talk to guys. I love going to clinics, and one of the reasons I love going to clinics is to get away from, you know, right around my area and go out and find what other people are doing. Just hear different things and different ideas, and you know that that excites me. And like you said, I'm kind of a a, a football nerd a little bit too. Uh, but you've been helpful with everybody I've ever talked to about you. And I know I've heard you on a couple podcasts, and we've met, you know, multiple times. And you know, we appreciate what 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 you're doing for our sport and. Uh, you know, the things that you're promoting too. And so, uh, any, any other thoughts? Or if not, I'll just, I'll take it on home and, uh, make a couple of I'll, I'll leave, uh, <laughs> I'll leave the, I'll leave the coaches with this. One of the things that, that Coach Holcomb and his staff does probably better than anybody I've met, um, other than coaching the football game and, 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 and developing kids and, and, and doing what they've done in a short time, even Oak Grove haven't been open that long. And, and um, the things that they're offering uh on their website with uh practice organizations and and you know um being able to create google uh evaluations where you ask players you know what they like and what they dislike um really check those out because that you know that's something that I've used this off season and it's been a game changer for us but you know the number one thing we battle is time and if you can find yeah. somebody that's found a way to help you organize and get things organized and get you the answers that you want right away um, in a shorter amount of time, you're winning. Because not only does it give you more time to look at game film and stuff, but it also gives more time with your family, your wives, your kids, and you can't you can't let that go. And that's something that I noticed right off the bat that you guys were offering. And and on top of the football stuff that y'all are doing, that. That speaks dividends about what you're trying to do for the coaching profession, and, and that's great, man. But I well, appreciate I you having me on here tonight. It's it's well, great. It's an honor. I appreciate you. My, I pick around my wife, and she says, "Why couldn't you have figured some of these things out a long time ago?" 
<laughs> there's been, been a lot of Saturdays and Sundays when I've been away. So, uh, yeah. But uh, I appreciate your time. And, uh, guys, if you're listening to us just uh, and you got questions, please hit us up on uh, Twitter. It's at FB Coaches Corner. Uh, if you got a question for us on uh, on our email us and let us know, you know, what you want to talk about, any topics you want to hear. And our, our email is fbcoachescorner at gmail.com. And our website, Coach was talking about, and Coach, we uh, Appreciate that 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 uh you know that advertisement there that was really nice. That's www.footballcoachescorner.com. And coach, thank you again. And and uh, coaches, and until next time, continue to coach with pride, passion, and a purpose.